Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night shir. Um, I must forewarn. Uh, it's very, very likely that for the next few weeks we might miss a shir. At least I'll go upon him next Matzah Yom Kippur. Next week is Matzah Yom Kippur. It's very likely that we miss a shir Matzah Yom Kippur. Simply because physically I don't know how capable I'll be able to do that. Time-wise, etc., etc. So we put in forgiveness and mechila and slicha kapara from now. As we have to put in slicha kapara before Yom Kippur also... For everything else that we may have done to anyone, anything over the, my, the course of our years, our lives, and we hope and ask for forgiveness, just as they forgive us, so too God should forgive us and give, forgive them, and we should all be graced and blessed with a happy, happy year. The Shabbos, of course, is Pashas Nitzav Vayelech. Nitzav Vayelech has separated this year. Um, <coughs> sorry. The shir, of course, is the memory of Eliza Shlamis, Allah Shalom. Pasha Vayelech is basically the shortest Pasha the 30 Psukim. On the majority of the years, Nitzavim and Vayelech are together, making it more of a substantial Pasha. Nitzavim having 40 Pesukim and Vayelech 30, so making it 70 Pesukim, which is also way, way less than a normal average Pasha is. But the mitzvahs of the Pasha, the things that I mentioned, things, the items, the, the concepts mentioned in every Pasha, of course, each Pasha to its own, each Pasha in its own way, bring out Kedusha, bring out holiness in a way that we need to live up to. Pashas, besides being Pash by Yelech, the Shabbos, of course, it has a significant date, the date being Vav Tishrei, which in Me'at Hashem we will talk about as well. And of course, also, it has a name of its own, different than the other Shabbos, of course. This is called Shabbos Shuva. Let's um, refer to it as Shabbos Shuva. The also, of course, the reason for being, Shabbat, being noted as Shabbos Shuvah is it is the Shabbos between Reish Hashanah and Yom Hakipurim, which is always known as Shabbos Shuvah. We will discuss the different laws in reference to Shabbos Shuvah itself, and hopefully we will discuss a few laws yet about Yom Kippur, about Erev Yom Kippur, Kaparos, etc. Building that in the course of this year.
The Pasha itself is the most famous for the mitzvah, which this year is very relevant to us. At the end of seven years, every seven years, as we know, is Shemitah, and this year was a Shnasa Shemitah in Eretz Yisrael, now it's in Agdesha. And during the year of Shemitah, the Yidden are enveloped totally in learning and Torah learning, since they're not allowed to work in their fields. So therefore, obviously, the reason, the direct effect of, to every Jew is the study of Teda. Although we know that uh, Yom Kippur in um, what's still so, so far, unfortunately, the secular parts of Eretz Yisrael is known as Chag of Naim. Day of the holiday of bicycles. The reason it's called the holiday of bicycles is because since nobody drives a car in Yom Kippur, for whatever reason they may have not driven the car, and it has nothing to do with spirituality by 90% of these people, because they don't believe anything in any kind of Judaism whatsoever, or God, etc., yet. But these people... So therefore, since there's no cars, the children are free to drive their bicycles all over the streets. There's obviously no school, because the government does not allow school on the day of Kippur, the holiest day of the year. And therefore, the children are free to roam with their bicycles in the streets. So everybody has a different take on Yom Kippur. <coughs> Sorry. And obviously, needless to say that we need to, each one of us take the most out of Yom Kippur that we can get. Just randomly discussing discussing even that are not yet from. I had read recently an interesting story which came back to me actually because as I read it, I probably even told it before of an artist in, in England. His name is Rafael Nuriel. And Rafael Nuriel decided one time he's going to draw a sketch of the Rebbe. And he drew this magnificent picture of the Rebbe. And he flew to New York to present it to the Rebbe by dollars. And he had it, of course, covered totally and waited and waited and waited. And when he came in front of the Rebbe, he unveiled this magnificent portrait and said to the Rebbe, what do you think? The Rebbe looked up and down. And the Rebbe said to him, it's a problem. So he said, what is the problem? He says, the, the hands, you have the fingers intertwined. A Jew is not allowed to intertwine his fingers. And when he thought about it, he remembers that's the only thing he actually ch- changed in the portrait from the picture that he took the that he drew the portrait from. He drew it from a picture that he actually had, and in the picture, of course, the Rebbe's hands were not intertwined. However, he unfortunately decided that it looked more natural if they were, and therefore he put them as an artist. Maybe he intertwined the fingers. 
And he told the Rebbe that Shana he told the Rebbe that he would take that back and fix it. But then he asked the Rebbe, what do you think of the rest of the picture? The Rebbe looked at it and said, it's very beautiful, it actually looks better than the original. Me <laughs> referring to the Rebbe himself, the picture looked better than the Rebbe looked. The drawing from an artist in London. Well, his connection, the Shafal and Uriel, had a very interesting connection to Chabad, to the Rebbe. It took years back, where his daughter was already two and a half, three years old, had not yet been able to speak. Neurologically, psychologically, mentally, everything they checked was child was fine. There's no reason for her not to be able to speak, so the doctors obviously could not treat such a condition if you have no way of understanding what's going on here. So this was obviously a very big dilemma for them. But worse than that was that the child cannot communicate. A person should never be proven. But if, God forbid, you can't actually communicate via voice, via talking, people tend to try to communicate different ways. And as a child, when they wanted something, the child would cry and would yell and have tantrums and get physically tantrums. And as this went on, child physically would hurt herself doing this. Ultimately, the child was very anxious and very unsettled. Caused herself, because of all these tantrums, to have a hernia. And the doctors were worried that the hernia could, first of all, not going to get better the way she's going. And it's only getting worse, and it needed to be treated quickly. But surgery, they felt, was not an option because the child was so unsettled that if you took her to the hospital and put her in a hospital, the setting might just really rock her boat and send her over the deep end. So the doctor said, listen, you're Jewish people. (laughs) Truthfully, honestly, the only solution I have for you is to pray. Now these people have no affiliation with anything in Judaism. And they did remember, though, the only time the only Jew or rabbi they ever met was a rabbi that came to them, I think it was Rabbi Rothman. And Rabbi Rothman once asked them to bench Eshig on the street, bench Lulav and Eshig. And for some reason he gave them the, his card, Shkacha Pratis. He gave them his card, and as he had their, his card, they remembered his number and his name, and they called him to come and pray for their child. And he told them, come, come over, come over with him. And he said to them, listen, whatever you think of me, however you think of me, wonderful. If you want to know what really holy means, you have to go to the Rebbe. Or write to the Rebbe. Call the Rebbe. They said, fine. If that's what you say, that's what we'll do. And they uh, tried to call the Rebbe. And I don't know if anybody ever tried to call back in the old days, Heisen, Heisen 3, 9 to 5, oh. But the line was incessantly busy. You could sit for hours and get a busy signal. This is before call waiting and before um, emails or anything of the sort. And to call, to get through to the Rebbe's office, sometimes it could take hours. And they sat in his house for hours trying to get through, and they couldn't get through. <coughs> they went home and he said, I will continue trying. At 2 o'clock in the morning... 
he got through and they immediately ran into the Rebbe with the emergency request and the Rebbe said everything will be fine anyway he calls them the next morning and tells them I did get through to the Rebbe the Rebbe said everything would be fine here they were totally baffled. They said, this rabbi doesn't know who they are. Never saw them before. Thousands of miles across the ocean. Where? But you know what they said? He says, this guy says, he vouches that this rabbi is holy. Let's put our eggs in the basket. And they went to the doctor. They told the doctor that everything will be fine. They should do the surgery. They took the child into the hospital. child was calm and peace. And they took the child into surgery, and the child was fine, and everything went well, the surgery went well, and the child came out sleeping, and the parents obviously were very nervous. The child would wake up, the child, God forbid, would be who knows doing who knows what. And could, God forbid, retear the rupture. Before the surgery, though, Rabbi Rappin gave them a sitter, and asked them to put it under the child's pillow. The child came out of the surgery and was laying in recovery. When the child woke up from the recovery. She didn't start screaming, yelling. She wasn't agitated. She turned over to reach under the pillow. And she was looking for something under her pillow. And then finally, she found the sitter. And she took out the sitter and she started to sing out loud, Adon Olam Asher Malach. This girl. And time progressed, she learned how to read, and she was talking fluently a short time later. This took this artist by storm, not only himself, but his entire family, as they saw the Rebbe put his words really to use, and thereby, of course, they became true, full-fledged Hasidim. We spoke about the mitzvah, the main mitzvah of this week's parsha, the mitzvah of Hakel. Miketz Shavashanam says the pasuk from the end of the seventh year, all the Jews will come together. Hakel es Aom es Anoshim Anoshim Vataf. In that case. Hakil is a continuation of the mitzvah of Shemitah. It's a direct connection with Shemitah. So why does the Pasuk wait to hear to Vayelech and not in Bahar when it talks about Shemitah continue to talk about Hakil? What happens by Hakil? By Hakil they set up in by Sukkis a big stage according to the Rambam it says that by the midst of Hakil one is obligated to hear and to listen to the reading of the Torah which the king sits on the stage and reads the Torah the entire Chumash Devarim one is obligated to hear as if the same day when it was given on Sinai And one therefore needs to simply fear it and listen to this and grasp it as if they're hearing it from God Himself. 
So the reading of the king is as if it's reading being read on Hasinai. What is the connection? The reasoning and the need, the necessity for this for this stature of fear, of this stature of way we're standing, as if we're standing by Hasinai and Matanteda. Not for the learning of Teda, not for just hearing the mitzvahs of God, but rather the concept of Har Sinai, the similarity of the concept of sitting on Har Sinai is the concept of Riyah, of seeing. We know that by Har Sinai, when they saw the mountain Teda, says, they saw the Kailas. And when later, the Matanteda spoke about Moshe says Isem, you saw through the seeing the person derives this true fear we all know of course there's no comparison of hearing to seeing only through seeing something does a person really get affected through and through? And a person sees how the real truth of something. And the same was by Matan Tera. Through this, that the entire nation, therefore this became a true fact to them. And each and every one of them knew, they saw godliness. So in the generations thereafter, need to be able to derive this concept of fear of God and to do and keep the mitzvahs it's not enough just to mention and remind us remember you stood there but rather the person has to have a special concept a special connection with Hakel that all the Jews are Noshim, Noshim Taf, men, women and children all gathered together like they did by Hasinai and the Yira Atzmei and they themselves see what's going on and that's as if now it's being commanded from the Abish himself so therefore we understand the mitzvah that here is brought down before going into Eretz Yisrael because this concept is mechadish again the Maimed Hasinai as if when the Jews left from Midbar Sinai and the place that they accepted the Torah from the Abish and therefore this needs to be reinstituted, reinstated as the Jews leave into Eretz Yisrael. Tells us the Teda, as we just said, Hakel Esaom, Ho'anoshim, Hanoshim, Ve'ataf. The men have to come. We understand the men have to come, they have to see and hear. Ho'anoshim, well let's call a spade a spade. Sometimes the Anoshim tell the men they're exaggerating. You're overdoing it. It's not really supposed to be that severe. Not supposed to be that serious. Hataf, the children, huh? And Rashi says right away, Hataf, Lama boy, what did little children come for? And Rashi answers, to give reward to the ones who bring them. 
when the obligation of Taf to bring Tahakil is written in the Sefer Minchas Chinuch, the Sefer Mitzvah Chinuch, Mitzvah Tafresh Yud Beis, 612th Mitzvah in the Tera, we see it says, neither the take your shiatsum echlal nefel ebenelech sichle rev chadashav. The child comes out of the level of a nefel. In other words, a child cannot have a pinyin haben until they're 30 days old, because then they fall out of the, the level of nefel rachmar al-Islam. If a child, if a child dies before 30 days, a child dies within 7 days, there's halachic ramifications, whether or not shiva is sat, and what is done for the child, etc., etc. Once the child, though, established a live child, that child from that age already needs to go. Wow. Mitzvah hakel is a mitzvah seminatera. And we know that a mitzvah minatera is suffic, a doubt of the mitzvah is the chumrah. There are many mitzvahs that we have, we have a suffic, we have to do it or not. So if it's a mitzvah that the sages instituted, we go the kula, we're lenient about it. But if it's a mitzvah a mitzvah from the teda, then we are the chumra, we are more stringent about it. So in that case, why are we waiting if the child becomes out of the level of nefil, and it's a suffix if the child is going to live in Nalachman al-Atzlan? As soon as the child is born, the child should have to go to the hakel. And the truth is, we could say that even before it goes out of the concept of Nefil, you have to bring him. Not because of Suffolk Lachumra. Because it says to bring Taf, Rashi writes, to give reward to those who bring them. In that case, immediately when the child is born, the child has an obligation to bring the parent. And the parent, the bringer, the one that carries the child, needs to bring the child. There's nothing the child is going to learn or hear. It's an infant. But in order to give schar, reward to the one that's going to bring them, therefore the, therefore the moment the child is born, the schar is, is the reward is in place. So it says the mitzvah to bring taf. So what is the difference if it's four thirty days or less? In the Mishnayis, if you're going to keep score somewhere about Mishnayis also, Megillah, Pedic Aleph, Mishnah Gimel. Tesis Yomtov says, The infants are brought only to bring reward to those who bring them. If that's the case, even a cotton, as we said, the infant of infants has that power, has that potency, potential. So now that we're saying that the obligation to bring the taf even before that it comes out of the colony phone is not because of Suffolk Lachumra, only because the obligation is from Tedas Vadai that each reason is because the children only need to bring schar to the ones who bring them. So therefore it's no difference if the child is educationable educational age or not if the child goes out of the concept of nefum or not 
But each and every child has the obligation that at whatever age they are, they bring reward to the ones that bring them. What happens by Hakil? Tikra Zatera Azeis Neged Kol Yisrael Ba's name says the Pasuk in chapter 31, verse 11. Perek Lamer Aleph, Pasuk Yir Aleph. Read from this Tera in front of the entire Jewish nation in their ears. Says Rashi HaMelech HaYakera, the Melech would read Abima She'eitsha HaYoyesim Ba'azara on this big wooden platform that was made in the courtyard of the Holy Temple. Let us understand the words of Rashi. How does this work for us? What is this teaching us? How do we serve God better with this? The taking of the mitzvah of Hakil, serving God, it's the service of a person, is that he should be vayakhil. Adam is keiches nafsha. Actually, I had a guest here on Rosh Hashanah who asked to explain. He asked that we explain to him what is hakil. How does hakil affect us today? The concept of vayakhil Adam is called keiches nafsha. A person must get together together all his keiches and nefesh, all his machshavis, all his thoughts, all his words, all his actions. And he needs to bring it together in his Beis HaMikdash HaPnimi, in his holy sanctuary, which is the inner part of his heart. And he needs to see to it that it's all holy. What is you have intention? What is the intent for this? L'man Yishmu, L'man Yilmudu, V'yaroes Hashem Alekechem. In the next pasuk, in chapter thirty-one, verse 20, verse twelve, you should hear, you should learn, you should see God, fear you, God, your God. Loving the Yiras Hashem to come to the fear of God. And this we have a stipulation. There's a condition. If a person wants to come to fear God in a true fashion. Then this has to be in the found, foundation, fundamentally, that the Melech would read. By the king reading this, this nullified the persons within himself. And the person became acceptance of the yoke of heaven. But if the person is not at that stage, is not at that level, but rather the person still feels that they are an entity of their own. In that case, in order to bring to the true fear of God, he is pushing it away with both his hands. And the only way he can come on to feeling and realizing, coming to the realization and the actual trepidation and fear of God is by self-nullification.
Until this point, the person cannot get the things in order, his own service in order. And this is therefore where they have to build a bima, a platform. His Aveda needs to be done in a concept, in a takif. The bima is raised up higher than the entire plane of the ground. And therefore he reaches to the level of his gaber kari, to strengthen oneself like a lion. But this bima has to have two conditions to it. First of all, it needs to be eights, it needs to be wood. By making it of wood, a person obviously is only a temporary structure. Which tells us that the structure is only for now. And this injection is only a temporary one. We need to really build it on our own. And Ba'azara. It can only be used, since it's in the Azara, the courtyard of the temple, it can only be used for holy purpose. If it's not a situation of spiritual holiness, then it's going to cause immediately the opposite. And Chas V'Shalom causing the opposite effect could be very detrimental to a person. And therefore we say that the mitzvah of Hakel is perpetual. Mitzvah of Hakel is not only for the Teirah and the times of the Beis Amikdash, but rather it's forever. The union of Mitzvah Hakel is Lechazik Das HaEmes to strengthen the belief, the religiousness of the truth. And this can this intention of the heart, Kavanas Alev, and the Ema of when the people stood hakil by themselves, the from the Atzma Mitzvah, this brought about a level which until that point they could not reach. And this therefore teaches us the perpetuality of the mitzvah of Hakil. We know that the Torah explains that Teda itself is Nitzchis. Teda is perpetual at every time, every place, every day, forever and ever. Even though there are many mitzvahs in the Teda that are relevant to times and to places, we don't eat matzah whole year long, we don't have a mitzvah of matzah, we don't have a mitzvah to eat in the sukkah all day long. We don't have a mitzvah to blow the shefa every day. These are mitzvahs that have their times that they need to be done. Then there are mitzvahs that only Kahanim and Levim do. And all the other mitzvahs that come into certain conditions. <coughs> but the concept of the mitzvah itself is spirituality. And the spirituality finds itself within the soul of each and every person. And that essence needs to connect with God in any time, any place that they find themselves. However, most mitzvahs have one particular connection, one particular 
no particular um, point or condition. And she tells us the mitzvah itself is not necessarily bound into the time or the frame of place. But rather with this particular essence, this particular connection, this mitzvah has a perpetuality. It goes on for eternity. When it comes to the mitzvah of hakel, however, which the mitzvah of hakel is the chazik das emes, to strengthen truly our religious connection, (coughs) (coughs) sorry, this is the etzim of the mitzvahs, The concept of strengthening our religion is a perpetual thing that we need to do all the time. And therefore, thereby we find that Hakil itself is a mitzvah miruba that's more than any other mitzvah because it has something that has all times of every day, of every year, even though it's not the year after Shemitah. That result explains Hayom Melin is God of an It's brought down in the Megillus Esther. Chapter 9, verse 28, when one re- reaches to the Tkufa of the year, that it happened once before on this particular day, these mitzvahs, these concepts need to be reminded and brought back once again. And need to be done the way they were done originally. And they therefore need to accomplish what they originally accomplished. So according to this we could say that through this that each and every Jew tries and does to be the Indian of the Hakil in his true nefesh apnima so much more so if the person tries to be within his own Dalaramis, his own four cubits his neighbors, his city, his town his country, and Lahakil to bring together Anoshim Noshim Vitaf in the days of Sukkis with the intention of Man Yishmu, the Man Yilmadu, the Yoros Hashem Alekechem, and Vishomru Lasis is called Livri Atera Azeis. This will ultimately pale that also by every one and every single last Jew it will bring about the Chizuk Dasa Emes the strengthening of the true religion of their belief. I've told this story before. But it's a very potent story and very more so for for him, Kippur. Two stories, actually, that I've told before him, Kippur, always. One I think I've told more than just before him, Kippur. The story of Agash Mendel Garelik. when he first came to Milan, Italy it was right after the war and most of his congregants were all Holocaust survivors and many things he learned from his congregation from all my learnings I became brighter but for my students more than anything And they came to Yom Kippur and they spoke about these prayers and those prayers and the normal shuls, big shuls, they 
prep the rabbi. They prep the chazan. How long this is going to take, how long this is going to take, what time we have to finish this, how much the break has to be, etc. And my father, I'm sure, used to have to put up with that all the time. Any shul that he ever davened in, the board would sit with him beforehand and tell him how long shachas could be, how long musa could be, etc. What time Nila had to finish. Nobody told him what time it had to start, what time it had to finish. That's what counted. Kalnidre also. One thing they didn't warn about Gerelik, and that was right before Nila, the last, the final prayer of Yom Kippur. One of the men got up on the bima, the platform, middle of the shul, and he gave a clap, he gave a bang on the table. And before they started the prayer, all the men rolled up their sleeves and displayed their numbers that they had engraved in them during the Holocaust in their concentration camps. And they showed, they displayed this to the Aaron Kedish and they said, open ark. And they said, God, now you see this. Now you know you have to answer our prayers. And a very similar story to this the story of a chassid of the Tzemach Tzedek Mordechai who had a mission he was a shaliach of the Tzemach Tzedek's, and his mission was to go and travel and to spread the words of Chassidus and he would travel from town to town and he would teach my modern Chassidus he would teach people what Chassidus is all about He arrived in one town on the day before Yom Kippur. And it was a prominent town. There were many, many people in this town. Unfortunately, unfortunately for him, many all the people, all the congregants of the town, the... Um, They had left. They'd gone to Vitebsk, to the big city, to be Fim Kim Kippur. And um, he was very, very distraught. He said, Rabbi, you're not even going to find a minion here. Everyone has gone. Everyone went to Vitebsk. Where is that located? It's in Russia. Town of Russia. He said, what am I going to do? They said about an hour and a half, two hours walk from here. There's a little village. In this little village, it's not the regular run-of-the-mill village, it's not the regular run-of-the-mill people. 
there's a group of Cantonists. The Cantonists were children that were kidnapped as little children by the Russians in Machshimam Vizikram. And they were tortured and they were really, really put through the mill, beaten, etc., and forced to eat non-kosher food. And they were inducted into the army, the Russian army, at a very young age. And these continents were always sent first. Wherever they had to go, they were always sent up front because they were disposable as far as the Russians were concerned. So here was a group of these boys that had gotten and graduated from the army, finished the army already. And um, we came back to Yiddishkeit for whatever they could know, whatever they knew, whatever they could find. Most of their families, their parents were gone already. They were away of it over 20 years. So most of them didn't even know where their parents were, where their families were. But they used to flock together, and they flocked together to an extent here where they were pretty much like a kibbutz, a large group of Cantonists. So they're Jewish. But they do whatever they do, whatever traditions they know. Maybe there you'll still find a minion. The Baruch set set out in the direction. Lo and behold, a little over an hour, we started to get distraught. They saw from the distance a group of houses. And he figured this must be it. And as he gets closer, one of the residents is outside this house. And he sees a vodka. He sees a chast coming, a yid coming for the beard. Immediately he shouts and he calls to everybody in the entire group. I call them a village. They all come out together. And these boys, as you might understand, were very, very damaged. They were not able to marry, they were not able to have children, they were not able to do anything anymore. But they knew they had to exist, and therefore as they exist, they'll exist as Jews as much as they can. In spite of what they were put through. And they saw the Madcha, and they all went out, they greeted him, they hugged him, they shook his hand. And then they all huddled together, and they spoke for a few seconds, and one of them stepped forward and says, Dear Taira Helekayid, would you honor us with leading the services for Yom Kippur? He said, It would be my schus. And so it was only a short time, they went to the river, no, there was a river on that far, they all went to Mikveh, and they were all ready for Kol Nidre. Got up. They told him though, we need you to daven all the tefillahs and to lane because we can't do any of that, except for Ni'ila. Ni'ila, one of us will do. Fine. And he got up and he started to daven, and as much as he felt that he was davening, as much as he loved the sound of his, not loved the sound of his own voice, but felt that he knew that the tefillahs were going where they needed to go, he felt that the congregation behind him was raising his tulis ever higher than it's ever gotten before. 
and so he davened, and so he davened, Khalidre, in the morning, Shachris, and Musif, and Mincha, and finally now, the sun was setting, it was a time for Nila. The Matcha sat down with the rest of the people there, one of the Kantanistans stepped up forward, he came to the Bima, And he started doing something very, very weird for Madcha. He started to remove his shirt. Started to remove his shirt. And Madcha wanted to say, It's a shul, Matanish is it. We're davening here. But as he removed and he revealed his body, his scarred body, you could see the scars and the marks all over his entire torso, the upper torso. And he said, Send Mashiach. We don't need Mashiach for us. We don't need Mashiach for our generation to come because we're not going to have one. We don't need Mashiach for our families because we have none. We don't need Mashiach to help us with Parnassah because we don't need Parnassah. We don't need Mashiach for anything except for Asay the Man Shemecham. For you yourself, for your namesake. And with this they began to daven the And this Ramadka felt was one of the most powerful, powerful prayers he'd ever seen. We find ourselves between Rashishani and Kippur, the ten days known as Asarasimechuva. The name of Asarasimechuva is to teach us these are days of repentance every person needs to see to it to repent and to do whatever they can to come back and to return to Hashem so when they arrive before the day the great beautiful wonderful day of Yom Kippur the awesome day they should be the they should be pure it says Dish Hashem be and the Gemara tells those keeping score at home, Rosh Hashanah, Yud Ches, Amit Aleph, 18, side 1. These are the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. person needs to see to it these days to do soul-searching and to see how they can improve themselves with Mises, to add Teda, Mitzvahs, and Staka. Of course, learning of Teda. definitely should not we should see to it we don't uh, disturb the children from learning Taylor and people should see to it that they learn they try to understand as much as they can of the concept of Teshuvah Throughout Birchas Hamazon, there are those that say Rachim Bichad Shalaynu, not many Chabad. We don't encourage the one until Matzi 
even Matzim Shabbos Shuvah, we wait until Matzim Kippur. Those that hold it, we should do before Yom Kippur, so they have another mitzvah. People also see to it that they try to plan or start working on their sukkah before Yom Kippur, so they also they add mitzvahs. Those that tried to buy the dollar minimum this week to add mitzvahs. Then there are those that have a custom to say slichas throughout the Sesame Many Chabad we don't say Sesame Chuva slichas. We said already for Rosh Hashanah. We said today in some Gedalia for its own some Gedalia. But not because of the Sesame Tshuva. Shabbos Shuva is the Shabbos as we spoke before. Tina Shanim Kippur, that those that call it Shabbos Shuva, it's called as such because of the Aftera. Shuva Yisrael. The people have a minute to prepare a Tshuva Licht, a wax candle for each one of the members of the family. This is a mini that was that was brought down from the Maral Me Prague. Um, there were three candles as Shuva. One is Chuva Licht, an Arab Shabbos Shuva, and then the two night two are brought on Arab Kippa. One is called the Lebedikin Licht, and one is called the Shama Licht. People that do Arab Chatzedas with the bread on every Arab Shabbos. They should have in mind to do this also for Yom Kippur. And the bread, of course, should stay until Matzah Yom Kippur. Someone who forgot to say in Birch Samozin, the person needs to go repeat Birch Samozin. However, Shabbat Shuvah, that's only by night. If one forgot by day to say in Benching, we don't say it over because there are those that have it, because it is brought down. There is an opinion that Shabbos Shuvah one should fast. However, we don't usually fast on Shabbos. And secondly, because we fast some Gedalia, we fast again in Kippur. We don't fast so many times in a row, and therefore, and many other reasons that we don't fast on Shabbos anyway. So since we're not going to fast on Shabbos Shuvah, but therefore the, the meal that we're eating is an extra meal, and therefore we don't have we don't it say if we didn't say it is not repeated. The prayers of Shabbos Shuvah, of course, are the same as regular Shabbos, except for the fact that we add, like we do throughout the Seder Semei Shuvah, the Michamecha, the Zachreinu, and the Melech HaKadosh, Sefer Chaim, and the Chseivim, Sefer Chaim. On Friday night, in the Birchus Morgan Oves, we say, HaMelech HaKadosh, Shein Kameyu. And of course, by day, before Barakah, we say the Shemalis Mimamakim. We don't say the Yigimim the Serachim on Shabbos by by our Pesichas Aaron for the Kriyas Atera. 
As we mentioned, Pasha Vayelech or Hazinu, I read on Pasha's, on Shabbos Shuva. It depends if there's one Shabbos or two Shabbosim between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. This year there are two. As Rosh Hashanah was this week. Shabbos is this week, Yom Kippur next week, and the following Shabbos again another Shabbos. Therefore, Vayelech is before Yom Kippur. Tizmin Hazinu is before Sukkot. Regardless, if we read Hazinu of Ayelech, the Haftera is still Shuvah Yisrael. Um, this year, as we said, we're reading Pashas Vayelech. There are those that hold that a Mishaberach that is made on Shabbos Shuva should be just like Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, which is the regular weekday Mishaberach, not Shabbos Yimalizik. It is not the custom to do so, though. A very important person, if Adam Choshev, should get Maftir on this Shabbos, Shabbos Shuva Yisrael. We don't call up a cotton for Maftir, whereas regularly it does. You may do so. On this Shabbos we don't. Unless the minion is of a bunch of children, then they can call up a couple if they wanted. There are certain psukim that are added from Micha, from uh, from Yol, each according to the custom of the shul. Tzilsirachim is said, and by Mincha we say it's Tzikascha. Even if Sunday is Erevin Kippur. It's a custom that the Rav, the Chochem of the town, says a Shabbat Shuvah Drasha to awaken the hearts of the people, to bring them to Tshuva. And we find actually a smach for this. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Shash HaChochem Yeshev V'Deirish Ani Meichel Mechapar V'Nesem Yisrael the Almighty says, when the Chochem stands and dashes in the shul, I am forgiving the Jews of their sins. And of course, there are different customs. Some say the drasha before Kiesatera, some say the drasha before Mincha. Of course, the drasha should be in Yanev Tshuva, Halachas of Kippur, Halachas of Sukkis. Needless to say, nobody should ever talk about the sins of the Jews on these days. We need to always talk positive and the greatness of the Jewish nation. This drasha is so highly esteemed that there are those who have a custom to actually say Kaj Rabbanan after the drasha. Even if the drasha is going to be said before Mincha, there are those that have a custom that the rabbi that's going to say the drasha should get an aliyah by shachas. Pirkei Ovis has been said throughout from Pesach and according to Chesidim throughout the summer. Last Shabbos, the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, was said in Perik Hei and Vav. 
completing the third cycle of Pirkei This Shabbos, because we are now void of Pirkei we don't say Pirkei in the Shabbos, therefore, it is that much more so, that since we're not hearing the words of Pirkei of our forefathers, of Milsa the Chasidusa, it's apropos to hear a drasha of the Chacham about Tshuva. This Shabbos, everything should be done immaculately. Every mitzvah that we can, we do extra. Especially, and even when it comes to Malav Malka, those who don't even have a custom to wash during the regular year from Malav Malka, should wash on Matzah Shabbos Shuva and eat something, eat a kezayis of bread even. And there are those that even light candles for Sudas David Malka Mashiach. Kaparas, the mitzvah Kaparas is over 2,000 years old. The meaning of kaparis to do kaparis over a chicken. Klal Yisrael was saved this week on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And um, literally, we saw in the first decree against the Jewish nation was nullified. And that was the decree that the pita an organization for animal rights came to took to, caused tens of thousands of dollars to be spent by every given organization that ever does kaparas that helps Klal Yisrael that Mzaka Klal Yisrael with chickens even if they're making money on it that's irrelevant Fact is, they bring the chickens, you have the chicken, you can do kaparas on the chicken the way you're supposed to do it. And they fought in court for the last few weeks. The court battle went back and forth. And the judge gave out the judgment on Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, saying that they're allowing for the Jewish nation to continue the minig of Israel of taking a chicken and saying, Zechalifosi, Zetumurasi, Zekaparasi. And therefore, I think it is relevant that we announce here that even those who had a custom sometimes do it with money or do it with this or do it with that, see to go out this year out of your way as far as you have that you can possibly go to make sure that you have a chicken, a male rooster for a man and a hen for a woman. And a pregnant woman has three chickens, one for herself and one for the child she's carrying she doesn't know if it's a male or female and therefore she takes one of each it is a mitzvah to show and to keep this minute going a thing that is done for over 2,000 years in Kal Yisrael and God forbid stood by the threshold of being abolished and therefore out of solidarity not only solidarity, but out of, out of the custom, the Minig Yisrael, and to teach the Man Yishmu V'yiru V'yilmedu, and to teach our future generations the importance, the relevance of such a Minig, it is, I would say, imperative for each and every one of us to see to it that we go out of our way this year to make sure that we go and get a chicken and have the chicken for Kaparis of the family and the, the neighbors and everyone knows this is Mini Gisrael, and this is how we do things. What was that? Huh? And we should merit 
that we should all take and be forgiven, and the kapara should be a true kapara. And I say to the man Shmecha, the Bainishlam send us Mashiach this Shabbos so that we merit to be hakilis homes anoshim anoshim vataf. We should all go to the holy temple and see that big platform that Bima set up, and we should be able to hear the king reading the words of the Torah. Shabbat Shalom, Shana Tova, Gemar Chasim Ateva to all.